Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good. Seeing Matrix after this, but hey, well, let's not talk about our plans. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, emails and such? Yes, me and Luke, Luke and I, had a meeting yesterday. And we both agreed. Well, we, let, let's, I don't think we both agreed. I brought it up and you said, yeah, you know what? I did say we aren't getting as many emails <laughs> as we used to. And we're, you know, I, you're not a competitive guy, but I think you are. You also are. And Pete and Tempest are getting all the emails. But even then, like, as I go through the support inbox, they don't get that many. All right. But they get way more than us. Well, you say that, but I actually think there's been quite a few emails that we've had. We just haven't actually read them out. Okay. So I went through the support inbox today and I found something like this. Brandon emailed and said, hello, Luke and Ollie. Just want to thank you guys for introducing me to the word bellend. Right. I absolutely love using it. I've been calling all my friends a bellend. Have a good rest <laughs> of the day, guys. Uh, P.S. Can Ollie say Abaddon, Shingo Takagi and Los Inganables de Japan? Oh, Christ alive. Uh, Shingo Abaddon, <laughs> yeah. Takagai Ignorobles, Mexico. And actually, it's Dehapon as well. Uh, Connor said, Dear Luke and Ollie, just want to send a quick email to thank you for the whole wrestled. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not for the whole wrestle team. Just want to send you, this is why we don't read emails mm. anymore. Just wanted to send a quick email to thank you and the whole WrestleTalk team, both on and off screen, for continuing to provide such fantastic wrestling analysis and entertainment. I had to instantly rewatch Ollie's R Truth Punishment video back to back as it made me laugh so much. Adam's emotional journey throughout was heartbreaking and delicious. Bravo. In just a couple of weeks, I'll be acting as master of ceremonies for a wedding of two oh. friends and that I uh, that I introduced. It'll be the first wedding that I've been to in two years, and I'm really looking forward to that day. Just wanted to ask, Ollie, if you had any advice after your recent experience in mm. the MC role, similarly to yourself, I prepared little bits to introduce each speaker, but I'm wondering if there's anything that came up on the day or anything that you think might have been useful to know beforehand. Many thanks as ever. Can't wait uh, for the SWAF Nation get-together when AEW finally comes over this side of the pond. Connor, go. Well, 
Yeah. Um, it sounds like you're already well underway, Connor, because you actually know what speeches you're doing in the introductions for. I found that out about an hour before the, the wedding. So I frantically scribbled some bits together. But I think one big takeaway, if you're not a public speaker already, shout. People will confuse volume with confidence. Mm -hmm. So just shout. It was your wrestle, normal. It was your wrestle talk news. Uh, like that was your mantra, wasn't it? Yeah. In the early days. Louder. I remember. Oh, I just remember Laurie coming in. Already a green screener for a major company. I didn't know that. And I just said, a bit louder bit louder and he was just yelling by the end of it and afterwards you told me he worked for itn or whatever and i was yeah. like just, he's a pro <laughs> yeah. and i was telling him what to do you were directing him <laughs> right so you want to do that but remember the speeches you have prepared to introduce the speeches two sentences max oh, yeah. because nobody goes to a wedding and thinks boy there wasn't enough speeches or that speech went was quick because there are always too many. Yeah. I was at a wedding once where uh, the bride had a speech, which I'm not against, actually. I think it's a very good thing to do. My yeah. bride had a speech at um, my wedding, and it was delightful. Uh, but this bride decided to thank every single person that was in the room individually. What? Yeah. So literally went table by table around that table to thank and say something specific and personal about them. How many people were at the wedding? Over 100. Oh, my God. It, the speeches lasted about two hours because they did all of theirs in one chunk. You know how we split ours up? Yeah. So we had, like, the um, chief bridesmaid did hers before, um, like, the starters arrived and stuff. So she was all, like, the warm-up act. Mm -hmm. And then we had starters and stuff. And then I think the father... We basically we split ours up across, like, courses and stuff. To it. They did all of theirs in one chunk, and it was about two hours. Was that pre-food or post-food? It was post-food. Mm. So you're a bit you're sleepy because you had a lot to yeah. eat. And you, you want to like, you've drunk all the table wine. And what you now need to do is go to the bar and get another drink. But you can't really do that, can you? Because what you don't want to do in mm. quite a small space is get up while someone is doing a speech and just be like, sorry, sorry, I'm just going to go to the bar. Just wait until she's said something nice about you. And then you can be like, oh, great, I'm done now. <laughs> I've had my bit. Yeah, see you later, guys. You've got ages at the back. Uh, any other bits of advice? Yet one other role is essentially, because you are still an usher, really, I believe, in the traditional sense. You are there to help the bride and groom have a nice day. Yeah. So... For instance, I took over the silent disco organization, mm -hmm. which means Ollie couldn't get as blotted, absolutely blotto as he wanted, <laughs> because he had to make sure everybody knew how to use the headphones, yeah, exactly. how to put yep. them back in the box. And I couldn't I couldn't have every single shot of Jägermeister that was being passed around. No, you can't. You've got to be a responsible person because you are part of the wedding. That's the burden you have to bear yeah and it's that th there is duty and significance in that responsibility cool are you happy now we've uh, gone through some of the, the emails what we didn't even say i said luke i'm concerned <laughs> we are in a weekend vortex where on thursday <laughs> you ask me what are what you, are you doing, doing this, this weekend? weekend and i had a politeness not always but they're just what, what are you doing this weekend <laughs> and then on tuesday for the raw review what did you do that weekend I, what did you do over the weekend and then we just talk about the same thing and i don't do anything anymore
You want to hear about me watching all of Queer Eye? I've told that story twice. I know. It's just delightful, though. Have you it? watched any Queer Eye, though? Still haven't. No, no, no. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think Succession is... There's some there's some interesting ripples happening within the old Succession. Oh, I, don't, I don't I haven't seen the series. Now that we're like starting to get into series three, it's one of those series that is legit. Like, and I hate it when people say this. Yeah, you just got to get through those first two seasons, and then it gets really good. Like, I hate that so much because that's yeah. not a good. That's that means it's a bad story. At least they are ten episodes long because I remember back in the day, they are, everyone they are an hour though. They are an hour. But back in the day, everybody used to say, oh, man, you just got to watch Gotham until series three. You just got to watch Arrow until series five. Just get through the first two seasons of The Wire and then it gets really, really great. But The Wire's t- 10 hours. Arrow, three seasons of Arrow. Yeah. That's 60 hours. It is a lot. And actually, even then, it's all right. Is it that rewarding or have no, you developed Stockholm Syndrome? What happens is you watch such a bang average show that when it's like... <laughs> slightly better than average you're like oh my god right now the show is getting somewhere that was the great trick of raw in 2021 (laughs) because this year we've been like bloody hell this is great yeah because last year was so bad right we have got a few more emails to read out when we get into the outro portion of this podcast but first let's talk about a blooming romance between adam cole and Britt baker baby here's the show Heels can experience the emotion of love. Adam Cole and Britt Baker are an on-screen power couple in AEW for the first time. Almost as powerful as these two guys here. I'm Ollie Davis, joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, which today is brought to you by Surfshark. Indeed. Click the link in the video description down below and you can get yourself a whopping deal from Surfshark. I mean, get this, everyone. You're going to get, if you enter the promo code WT Podcast, 83% off. What? And, and three months extra for free. Oh, my word. I know, right? That's an incredible offer. Yeah. That's an incredible... 83% off and three months free. Yeah, an incredible offer. So click that link in the video description down below. Get yourself an incredible deal from your friends here at WrestleTalk Podcast. Access and unblock streaming platforms from around the world. We don't get HBO Max here in the UK. Can do now via Surfshark. And if you're over in the States, you can get BBC iPlayer. Or the old WWE Network. Exactamundo. So yeah, fabulous stuff. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other uh, stuff you can get from having a Surfshark VPN. You get past geoblocks from government restrictions. Mm-hmm. You can stay safe on public Wi-Fi, including when doing your online banking. And there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And when you actually think about it, you're not even spending that much money with us. It's crazy. They're, they've been at Surfshark are excellent. We've had them on the WrestleTalk News Channel for like two years. They've been doing Quizzlemania all last year and the fantasy booking. So they're great. Thanks for the support. It really helps us if you check, like, just click the link as well, just to show them that we're a good person, people to sponsor them. Hey, look, there's 525 people watching this stream right now. I'd like all 500 of you to just click that link. Just click it. 
Uh, right, so this episode of AEW Dynamite from uh, North Carolina opened with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Carl O'Reilly walking down to the ring. You'll have to forgive me because I have still not seen a lot of the last two weeks of AEW programming. Yeah, you've not been keeping up with the product, have you? Because you hate wrestling and you specifically hate AEW, so you don't actually want to watch any of the shows. That you've been watching Raw and SmackDown quite comfortably. Oh, yeah, yeah. But NXT. You, but you don't want to watch 205 Live at NXT UK, but you don't actually like watching Dynamite, so you've been actively avoiding it. Definitely. Um, of course, I've seen certain things like any hook match, mm-hmm. few clips, hook getting a twerk. <laughs> you showed me on Tuesday. You've seen? Have you seen all of Paige Danielson now? The the second? No, one? I haven't. No, I've only seen the first twelve minutes because I had to go to a funeral. <laughs> oh, oh no, that was really sad. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so I don't. I'm not like. I, I might repeat bits you've already heard. Things might shock me <laughs> that you're already aware of. Is this the first time they've all come down? No, all it's like, not. No, ah. they, they had a match together. With the Bucks, though. So what, near okay. them. So what happened was, and this, they kind of talked about this in the match. So the three of them, they had a six-man tag against the best friends. And it was Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta, right? I feel like I've seen that. And so they had a six-man tag. And in the middle of that, Kyle O'Reilly accidentally bumped Adam Cole. Mm. Adam Cole fell to the outside. And so it looked like the best friends were going to win. The Young Bucks came down and interfered in the match, and that led to Kyle O'Reilly getting the pin over the best friends, right? So the Young Bucks helped them win. So Adam Cole is now sort of like, and Adam Cole was looking at Kyle O'Reilly being like, hey, well, you know, you hit me in this and the other, and he's being sort of taken off by the Bucks. Last week on the show, they cut this promo where they were like, hey, you know what? Like, you, we bumped. It happens in wrestling. It's absolutely fine. You and I are absolutely are cool. But Kyle O'Reilly's like, yeah, but I don't like the Young Bucks, though. So Ooh. maybe it should just be the three of us. Adam Cole's like, no, if we have the Young Bucks, we're like this big supergroup faction. So Adam Cole really is caught between <laughs> all of his various boyfriends and hasn't picked... I mean, he's now decided he's just picking Britt Baker, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dental care. It's so important. At the very least, nobody else is offering dental care not in aew at the, no. at the very least they don't have a glenn jacobs there to, to help out in fact actually this is the first year first january in five years where i haven't had any dental issues where i've had to go and get it sorted out well done thanks mate that's what um, happens when you get a tooth removed <laughs> so all that's going on and now adam cole says in the ring it's a new era so which is wink know, which is what we uh, called the when adam cole debuted in AEW, I thought that was a great line. So, so we can I. use it four months later. That's I know. Fine. Well, that, that, you know, do you remember when we did that uh, thumbnail where it was Cole and Fish looking at each other? We had that picture of Kyle O'Reilly, and we said a new era, and some mm. people were like, "Kyle O'Reilly's not going." Well, he's laughing now. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly is all the way to the bank. Uh, so they're there, and then the Bucks come out, and there's a little bit of uh, friction, tension. Yeah, because the Young Bucks said, "Well." our wrestle talk get better this year is to win the AEW tag team titles back. And Red Dragon are like, huh, that is also our New New Year's Year's resolution. resolution. And it's like, oh no, they're totally not getting along here. And Adam Cole says, friendly competition between friends. Adam Cole jumps in and be like, this is exactly what we need. Competition (laughs) within within ourselves. I wish wish someone said, they can coexist. (laughs) Just like off mic, like a Brandon Cutler. They can coexist. 
Uh, but who should come out but the best friends who Adam Cole has been feuding with, and actually now all of them have been feuding with for, for quite some time now. And I did notice that Statlander had come out with them. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's great that Statlander is out with them because I'd imagine a brawl is going to break out. But then it's going to be very weird if Statlander's just still on the outside going like, go on, friends, beat them up. That'd be great. And I was like, well, it's a bit weird that maybe she is there. And everyone sort of brawls and goes to the outside. Statlander gets into the ring to stop Adam Cole from hitting Orange Cassidy. But who should come out from the back to stop Statlander, stop Lander, but Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And she lays out Statlander and then she poses with Adam Cole. Adam Cole stands in the ring, the happiest man on the planet. He's got all of his boyfriends in the ring with him and now his girlfriend. And he points to his cheeks for the young bucks to kiss him. And uh, Brett Baker stands in the way and gives Adam Cole a smooch instead. That was a full-on snog. Full-on smoocheroonie. I must say, what what a pretty couple. Oh, they are a handsome couple, aren't they? Have you have you got that couple in your friends that's just like a really good-looking couple? And it's annoying. Like, if you go around to their house and you see, like, photos of them and they're like, man, they're also really photogenic as well. Is it, is it you? Yeah, your I'm friends? pretty sure. Pretty sure that's what all my friends are saying about me. Because I've got quite a few of them. It's, it's, <laughs> it's certainly not me and my wife. And like we go around to their houses. I remember once we, when we were in um, Antigua together. It's a bit of a humble brag there. I went to Antigua once. And we, the six of us were there. And we took this photo with the sunset. Right? Mm. And we were like, oh, let's take a photo of all the six of us. You know, I put my hand out to do the big sort of selfie thing. And they all did like these really nice smiling faces. And me and my wife went, and like, and like, you know, the tongues out being like, yeah, what a great time we're having. And they just got these lovely picture perfect smiles behind us. And I'm like, oh, that is why they, that's why their houses are much nicer than ours. I feel like those people just go home though and they sit down and that's all they do. Like they're robots that have been turned off. Oh, right. They're only playing when you're there. Yeah. There's, yeah, they're dead at home. <laughs> Are you trying to say the Cole and Baker? No, oh. no, no. But that's where it's different because they're very photogenic, but they've also got a, they've got an edge because they are a heel couple. And I, I feel like it's, it's a different, it's the wrong comparison to use because they're not really Bonnie and Clyde. They're not the characters from True Romance. There's nothing like psychologically crazy about them. But they do have this really cool anti-establishment vibe about them. Adam Cole's always had that. Britt Baker has as well. Now they've come together, at least in this moment, mm -hmm. I feel like it is even more than the sum of the parts potentially. So I think this is hugely exciting. I think the sky's possibly the limit. And I, I never thought in the Young Bucks Undisputed Era feud that I would actually be going, the most exciting thing here is Britt Baker and Adam Cole, potentially. Do you think, though, that this is a ongoing thing? Hmm. Or is this just because they announced later on in the show that it's going to be a mixed tag match of Cole and Baker versus Cassidy and Statlander. Is this just a one and done thing? Or is this something that can continue on? Because um, many people have pointed out that at the moment, the super elite, the super click elite era have the numbers advantage over best friends who are a man down at the moment in two weeks time they're going to be in cleveland which is the home of a former oh, best friend my god and i and i don't want to like you know add speculation fuel to the fire johnny gargano has jackson got... Riker. oh 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry, no, no, Gargano. Gargano, not Jackson Ryder. No, 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 no. Sure, no. Went I think, down the I, wrong path. I think there's still a few more months left on his before. Okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but then. But then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double or nothing. Yeah. Um, he's got a limited edition T-shirt being released in two weeks' time. And okay. it's in two weeks there in, in Cleveland. AEW. You know, you tr you try to make them a wrestling company, but they're just always on the T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirt first, <sighs> wrestling company second. Uh, yes, well, that that will be hugely exciting, and and definitely in the midterm. God, you know, imagine if Candice LeRae went over. I don't want to get in. Well, you, you don't need Candice because you've got Statlander. Yeah, of course, but um, you know, intergender matches aren't my favorite thing. Maybe they could be. I've just never seen them done properly. The reason, well, the reason for that is because the two big major wrestling companies in America at the moment have that rule of like men can only hit men and women can only hit women. So Cowards! Well, well I, I would say yes, because that means that you it, you have a match where it's like uh, the, the, the women tag in or like, you know, one of the women gets tagged in so the other guy just has to roll mm -hmm. out and the other woman gets in. Whereas it's much more fun when it is just Everyone can just hit each other, and you could just do a regular tag match. Yeah, only Baron Corbin and Randy Orton are allowed to hit women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, I know that's it. And and Triple H he hit uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> good on him. Um, so the where was I going with this? Yeah, I was gonna say, I hope this isn't a short term thing, and I don't believe it is because it's now now that Genie's out of the bottle, it's very hard to suddenly keep Baker and Cole apart particularly how AEW usually treats these things. And I just, sure, you've got the best friends feud coming up. Maybe Gargano's a part of that, but maybe not at the same time. I think the long-term direction here is for Paige and Colt to maybe have the next big title match. I think Archer's a filler feud. Spoiler yeah. for what comes up later. And the idea of Adam Cole and Britt Baker going against Adam Page when there's the real threat of the power couple holding all the gold. That's what I mean. I yeah. think that's a great story. Absolutely, because if you've got Britt Baker as the women's champion and Adam Cole, baby, it's just like, well, then I'm going to be the men's champion and we really can be the power couple of this place. And then fight for us, Bucks and Red Dragon. <laughs> who, who will become the oh, tag team champions can join us. That's very good. Because the point I was going to make with the Johnny Gargano thing is that you... Like if you want to continue this Britt Baker thing, you can mm. then just do, go on from a mixed tag to do like a mixed 10-person or even 12-person tag once you've got all of Best Friends together and, and you've got... Sue! <laughs> Sue can finally get in there. If it's Sue, that's the only way this can improve. Sue, it'll be Sue and Hangman Page <laughs> versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Yeah. Anyway, very exciting. I thought this opening segment was very good and what's most exciting is what it could do for the future. Love it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what everybody thinks on the Ultra Chats. Get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Jacob Smith says, Guys, you know what would solve the custody of Adam Cole? My weekly manifesting of trios titles. Bucks and Red Dragon take turns in each division and share. Seriously love the tension here. Britt feels like such a star grace in the elite. Excited to see how it plays out. Man, she is like a, a step above the rest. With the mm. exception of Thunder Rosa, I think she's the step above pretty much everyone else in the women's division in terms of feeling like a star yeah uh sadie well jay cargill i suppose she has got incredible presence and actually yeah. do you know what i'm gonna massive rating i was about to say she mm. was like the highest rated draw like in the in the demo isn't it just because that like i think there that shows how wrong i was when me and pete reviewed the episode when she won the tbs title and i was talking about like oh man i kind of soho nyla rose thunder rosa and all this sort of stuff i was totally wrong there i think you know, going by those early numbers, we'll have to see. There is a real chance that Jade could... Because she's so charismatic. She's got such a unique look. She could have that level of China breakout mm. push. Oh, I like this. Sorry, Bonus Baby's just said Sue should drive Johnny Gargano to the rink. Like, that's the debut. He comes out the back of the minivan. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely idea, but no. Why no? There's got to be a better way. Than Sue driving the minivan and dropping Johnny Gargano off to the arena. Lights off. <laughs> Always the best. Lights off on. Lights off. And it's Sting again. Ah, oh, Sting. <laughs> Sadie Degenhausen. Hey, beautiful boys. Hope you're well. We all thought it would be wet, red, red, red Dragon versus Young Bucks for the custody of Adam Cole, but Britt slid in at the last second with her bay bay in the bank <laughs> and won the budge's heart. Great episode. Five out of five. Jericho still sucks, though. K-bye. 
uh, Perseus M. Which member of the WrestleTalk crew corresponds to which member of the elite? Ollie and Luke are the Young Bucks. I'll take that. Yeah. Pete and Tempest, Red Dragon. Yeah, because they're NXT boys. Sully and Brooke, Cole and Baker. <laughs> I guess they are. They're the only couple. Yeah, I suppose so. Andy is Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but out of Adam and Laurie, who is Kenny and who is Hangman? Well, I mean, okay, the best way is to work backwards from this. Who is the surliest out of Hangman and Omega? Because that, well, that would be well, Laurie. You're going to say Hangman. Yeah, I think Laurie's Hangman and yeah. Adam is crazed. Is yeah, it's Kenny cocaine heel Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, just a few more on the subject of MJF and Punk, which we'll talk about. Charles Berg, excellent work by MJF that had layers. Wanted Wardlow to injure Punk, but prevented him from winning because he wants to be Punk's first loss. He just wants to hurt Punk before he fights. Fun fact, of the four pillars, MJF is the only one who hasn't won a title. Mm, yeah, because Brett Baker's won one now. Uh, the Guilty Hat. Remember when Wardlow first appeared in AEW? The somewhat weird video packages of him beating up people in a car park. He's had a hell of a two years since then to get to this point where he nearly beat Punk clean as a sheet. AEW builds stars. You know, we were talking about that Wardlow debut and we were mm. like, who was that woman that was in the video? It was Anna Jay. No. Yeah. Really? Apparently so. Huh. Yeah. So at some point in all of this, Wardlow was going to be with Anna Jay. Or she was just a ca like a, a character a, for the video, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I thought it was very funny. I was actually um, getting. I was at the the chippy last night getting mm. teas in, and um, I was just checking through my phone, and I saw that WrestleVotes tweet being about like, oh, WWE got massive interest in Wardlow because they really love him. And they see a lot of potential in him. And I recall back to when you and I reviewed. We did the live stream, I think, for All Out, which is when they played that debut video for Wardlow. And we had a new, uh, super chat come in being like, who's going to be the first person to jump from AEW to WWE? We were like, probably Wardlow. Have you seen the size of him? That is exactly who WWE would want. Nice. And he looks like Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. uh, Surfshark, before we get on with the full Dynamite play-by-play -play review, please go over to surfshark.deals forward, forward slash, slash WT podcast. Use that promo code WT podcast. Get yourself 83% off and 3 extra months free if you're in the us that means you'll be able to get things like the iplayer all four which is an absolutely fantastic mm. streaming service that has got an incredible that has got some of the best stuff on british tv right there it's got dark side of the ring currently the first three series it certainly has, and garth Marenghi's dark place peep show oh delightful stuff and yeah iplay you can get what we do in the shadows and things like that and the proper WWE network. None of this peacock nonsense. Serve that up, your peacock. Get yourself Surfshark VPN and get the proper network. So this episode of Dynamite, we've spoken about the opening segment. And then right after that, it was a hell of a first half hour, I thought, because we go straight into Wardlow versus CM Punk. And a pretty lengthy match, I'd say, went about 10 minutes, and it is Wardlow manhandling Punk for the majority. Punk gets a little bit in, but in doing his running knee into the corner, he sort of flips off MJF at the, at the side. Takes his eye off the off the ball, really. And Wardlow, powerbomb, 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 powerbomb. Five powerbombs. He puts one boot on Punk's chest. He has him beaten. I'm like, 
what the hell's going on here? Punk can't kick out because it makes Wardlow look like a jabroni. And Punk also can't lose. He's facing MJF. MJF hops up onto the ring, says, no, Wardlow, don't beat him yet. Powerbomb him more. Two more powerbombs. Outside, powerbomb through the table. Goes back inside. Was there one more powerbomb? I think there was another powerbomb after. Um, was he or did that when uh, MGF distracted him and that led to the roll-up? Yeah. And yeah, so Punk inside cradle on Wardlow and Punk wins. Wardlow nearly snaps at MJF, grabs his finger and everything, gets him into a wrist lock. Sean Spears breaks them up. And yeah, that's the segment. Like, really good stuff. There's When you think about it too much, I think some bits fall apart. But overall, I put a big tick in. I think this was a tremendous, tremendous segment. Mm. There were so many people that called me and more on last week. So they were like, oh, guys, it's so obvious. MJF will just cause the DQ so that Punk also has a loss by DQ the same way that um, MJF mm. did. Like, you know, Punk did to MJF last week. And I was like, I don't know, then there might be a, a match in, in this. But this is way better than anything I would have ever come up, come up with. And that's why I think that TK is on a level above most internet fans well not, not in every respect but i think there are certain things he has that are, that are just he has got a better brain for this than than most of us oh, do yeah. and that is i had a moment during this match where do you remember during the cody anthony agogo feud where we were like man they're really putting over anthony agogo in this gut punch thing like i wonder what this is all building oh it's so cody could kick out of the gut punch like it was all of that anthony agogo build was just so cody could kick out of it and make Cody look awesome, right? And I had this moment during this match where I was like, oh no, what if all of these weeks of Wardlow doing the Powerbomb Symphony was just so Punk could kick out a mm. bit and that would put over CM Punk. I had this pro like when Wardlow did that fifth powerbomb, I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like where do you go next? Mm. And he put the foot on it and then MJF called him off. And I was like, oh man, like Punk wasn't gonna kick out though. That's where this is. This is where it puts Wardlow over so much better than anything that happened in the Agogo feud, right? Like, and it's this is CM Punk. This is what CM Punk wanted to do when he came into AEW was put over the younger talent, and he did that in that Wardlow match, even though he won. Kind of in a lot of ways, he's done with all of the feuds, that he, the matches that he's had on well, people on TV. He has done what he can do to make sure they come out of it looking better than when they went in. And while I don't think Wardlow looks better than when he went in. He suddenly doesn't look worse, mm. and that is a major win. I think there's a. I think he does look better. In a way, I mean, he was going to beat Punk. Yeah, and he was going to like you know he did get a silly loss after ultimately, but then he was right back on top, scaring the crap out of MJF because there's MJF shouting at him like, "Oh, you you mucked up there!" And Wardlow grabs his finger. MJF just totally so, turns so, this. So good. Uh, not as good as Dan Lambert. <laughs> his pants. Later, sorry, uh, pooped his pants later on with Lance Archer. But here, it was great. So yeah, we come out of this. And I want, and it was, you know, good TV as I'm watching it. And I want to see MJF versus Punk very much still. I also want to see MJF versus Wardlow more. And I really want to see a proper Punk versus Wardlow match. Yeah. To see how that would go. I What I particularly love about Punk in this as well at the end of this, because like Punk sold everything in this really mm. great. I thought MJF sold it really great. Wardlow, like... He's a big lad, right? So you probably think he's just a big muscle meathead. He's actually got really good facial expressions. Yeah. He's actually a really good actor in, in these scenarios. Like, I haven't seen him do, like, backstage acting segments. But in ring-wise, I think he sells 
the storylines with just his facial reactions and the way sort of like he moves his neck mm. and things like that. But at the end of this, Punk got the win and he rolled to the outside and was there for the rest of this segment. So all of that stuff with MJF and Wardlow and Sean Spears, Punk is still on the outside, not moving. I mean, like Aubrey was checking up on him. That is selling the effects of the Powerbomb Symphony. He didn't just get up and walk to the back. He really, really sold that to put it over. I thought this was excellent all the way through. And JR Thrall. He loves Wardlow. Oh, he's a big boy. He's looking at him like he's a steak. He's got that WWE mind on him, hasn't he? He's oh, like, yeah. oh, he's a big guy. I could see him main event in WrestleMania. He's great. He's a bull. <laughs> he's unstirred. He wants to slap some barbecue oh, sauce on Wardlow. Get some barbecue sauce on that boy. <sighs> Tasty. Uh, yeah, very good stuff. The next thing was Hobbs <laughs> versus Dante Martin. It's the same match. It was very similar but without the star power of Punk <laughs> yeah. and the excitement of Wardlow and MJF. Yeah, well, you know where I just say then, like, oh, man, TK just sometimes he thinks a level above us. Yeah, this sort of goes against that point because what TK did was book the same segment back mm. to back. Uh, which which is weird for AEW. You know, it, is, yeah. it is nitpicking because this was still fine. I mean, maybe this is where Tony Khan, I don't know what the structure is behind the scenes, but maybe he does need someone else to head up the the B feuds. Mm -hmm. So not have a room of writers, but definitely have a creative team. It's kind of a dirty word, I suppose. Maybe it's a terrible idea. But I, I said, like, he's been doing this for two years now. There's only so many ideas he can have. People that, like, every booker ever has had a point where they burn out until they take a break. You thought, like, I, I thought maybe Gado has solved that in New Japan. But no, even before the pandemic, things were falling off. But yeah, what we got here was Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Pretty similar template of Hobbs just beating up Dante over and over again. Uh, Ricky Starks tries to interfere to help Hobbs. Jay Lethal runs down, takes off, takes Ricky Starks out, and that's enough for Dante to hit his double springboard moonsault for the win. The nosedive. Mm. Yeah, like it was... Had it not followed Punk Wardlow, it probably would have been much better. Mm. But because it was like the same match and i feel that this was the moment that the crowd died yeah a little bit because north carolina was not hot for the rest of this show and i think maybe that's because apart from when sting came out they got all their stars in that first half hour because hmm. they got adam cole they got red dragon they got the young bucks they got Britt baker they got cm punk they got mjf they got wardlow and then after that, it was like, you know, it's the acclaimed in bear country. Like, you know, it, and then they're basically until Stinky Man, they were like, hey, Stinky! Sting. <laughs> uh, and I, I suppose Leo Rush was meant to be involved in this. It's hard to criticize the company too much because people just sometimes can't work for a period of five to seven days right now. It's the world we live in. Unexplained. Yeah, can't be too critical about that. Uh, but yeah, so Jay Lethal presumably took Rush's place because Rush was on the match graphic, mm. if I remember correctly. After that, in a circular backstage, Jericho's cutting a promo on winning faction of the year. What? It was in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Okay, whatever. Like the AW, they were talking about it on commentary. They won a bunch of awards. They were even advertising, hey, you should order your copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You can get it print and digital because there's a lot of AEW guys in there. Uh, and he said he wants to take over the country. Yes, I think he meant to say company. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it sounds very conspiracy theory-like. <laughs> uh, and then Eddie Kingston gets in his face, and he does 
he furthers what he's been doing over the last couple of weeks. He says Santana and Ortiz is still with this guy. You know, you'll never win tag titles with these guys. You're being overshadowed. And then, yeah, Santana, Ortiz, Hager, Walkoff, Jericho says GFY. Yeah, GFY. Like it was like a real like big insult to him. And, and, and then Eddie Kings were like, huh? Yeah. Is that a saying? Well, yeah, because it's go F yourself, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I worked it out. Yeah. But is it a thing people say? I have no idea. It looks like a music video. I'm probably why. By a guy called Dennis Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, the lyrics are <coughs> so, salty. But someone who has censored himself in the title. Mm. He does not like this, quote, bitch. <gasps> oh, dear. Yeah, that that's who is getting the... Oh, yeah, it's it's on a Urban Dictionary. Mm. It's got lots of... No, see, only like 200... I don't think this is a thing. I don't think this landed. I'm I'm curious where you where you fall on this because Pete and I were talking about this on last week's show, and we actually, you know, we had an ultra chat about this earlier. Mm. I'm kind of done with Jericho. Like, I didn't enjoy a lot of what Jericho did last year, and them winning faction of the year in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, I think, is laughable. <laughs> considering, <laughs> hey. considering all of the factions in AEW in a circle one. The inner circle jerks. No, who, who should have won it? The super elite. They combusted. How have they combusted? I don't know. <laughs> like uh, the soup. Like the inner circle over the super elite. The Bucks like, chose Page over Omega. And they were also kind of the, not together. They were the tag champs for most of the year, and Omega was t- like the champion for most of the year. They had the Good Brothers, the Impact champions, with them for most of the year. Not allowed to talk about that anymore. Can't talk about that these days. Like I, I, but Is I. Is that a kayfabe thing? But even then. But even then, like. I still think Inner Circle winning is, is... I mean, I guess they had the uh, Stadium Stampede and they had the American Top Team feud. Blood and Guts. Oh, yeah. But they lost that. Mm-hmm. But I suppose, yeah, either way. That, that's that's beside the point. I am interested in a Jericho-Kingston feud, but I think I'm interested in that because Eddie Kingston involved and anything that Eddie Kingston is involved in, I'm like way more into mm. and like he did that interview i don't actually, I actually don't know who he, the interview was with i just saw a lot of the quotes going around where he said like oh, yeah. if it wasn't for chris jericho santana and ortiz would be tag team champions by now and a lot of people have been like yeah that makes a lot of sense because it feels like santana and ortiz like they were going to go into a feud with the lucha bros what and then just got there? pulled out of that to put put into inner circle bollocks yeah so and if, and like every time it feels like they're about to do something pulled right back into inner circle bollocks uh i'm yeah i'm, I'm sort of I could do I could do with Jericho going away for uh, for a bit and then come back a bit fresh. I am not completely there, but I think I'm on the journey to getting to mm. that, that point. Uh, you, d- you didn't see the promo last week. <laughs> That's a good point. I've not seen the last two weeks. Uh, this is when we got MJF. He came out and he said, "You know, he's furious." And I knew I knew what he was doing, but I was I was like, I had this grit on my face. I was like, "Do the thing." Do the thing. <laughs> yeah. And he was saying, you, you, I, "CM Punk's gonna get his first L next week. I'm gonna. It's the match you'll want. You'll want it. CM Punk versus Sean Spears." Do you know what I, I loved it. Oh, I love about it as well. It's it's a step down from Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after that, Super Elite were together. Britt Baker came in, challenged for the mixed tag. Hangman Page is, Hangman Page comes down and he says he needs a new challenger because Brian Danielson's gone to the Royal Rumble. And I, I, was, I was about to be like, hey, Page, that's what the rankings are for, mate. Like, mm. Surely like that's where you're going to find your challenger, right? Who is? 
Adam number Cole. Adam Cole rankings. is currently number one in the rankings. Who's uh, number two? It was Powerhouse Hobbs, but now that Dante has beaten him, I guess Dante has leapfrogged over. AEW rankings. Let's check in. Do they update it quickly? They do. I know the Scorpio Sky mm. was saying that he was upset because he wasn't in the, the top this is five. most recent rankings is five days ago. They, they announced it like every... I'll, I'll go on to AEW's oh, Twitter page. Wardlow is number two. That's an old one. Because I this was got, last week. Yeah, no, but they update it every Wednesday. So I can tell you exactly who it is. Okay, I've got it right here. It is Adam Cole is ranked number one, and then it is Powerhouse Hobbs, Dante Martin, Wardlow, and Daniel Garcia. Mm. That is the current rankings. But as I said, because Powerhouse Hobbs has been beaten by Martin, Martin will have leapfrogged over. What about Garcia? Would he have fallen out? He might have fallen out because he took that loss to Sammy, and new people can come in. Well, I'm glad I understand that because it means a lot. Dan Lambert interrupts Paige, uh, and Paige calls him a walking Facebook page. When Dan Lambert came out, and he was like, oh, shoot me now. Like, I thought it was a great response, and yeah. then this walking Facebook page was an uh, incredible... What a line! What an incredible insult, Dan Lambert. I've never heard <laughs> that before, but it, it, he is the character, at least. Yeah. I, I, I know people don't like Dan Lambert, and people I respect don't like Dan Lambert. But I, I honestly watch these promos and I cannot see why people don't I, love him. I feel like we are the only YouTube channel that likes Dan Lambert promos. Because mm. like I, I listened to Stephen Larson review and Steve really yeah. does not get on. And he was like, it's changed the channel heat for Steve. He is so funny. He's so, He's got such an annoying voice in a, in a great way. He never stumbles over his words. Mm. He's very eloquent with what he says. And he gets the right heat. Because like Steve was saying on like an episode ago in Raw a couple of weeks ago, it's like, I don't know how Tony can't see the, you know, the heat that he's getting is a negative heat. And I'm like, no, he's getting the right level of heat. Mm. It's the same with the MJF character. The MJF character works because MJF isn't taking shots at WWE. His character is like, no, I'm going to go to WWE because I think that is a bigger promotion than what I'm currently. Yeah. I'm stuck here and I want to be go over elsewhere. And Dan Lambert's whole deal is just that like this place sucks, new fans suck and fans boo him for that. I get that people don't like the the sexist side of his uh, promos and the homophobic stuff that he was doing with Jericho. I completely get that. And in according to Sean Ross Sapp, there are people within AEW that also didn't like that, but felt that they couldn't say that to Tony Khan mm. or to Jericho or Lambert, which I think that, that, doesn't scre that doesn't scream like a very good working environment, if you ask me personally. Well, I, you know, it's, it, it's a character. I, I always come back to this. It's a character on a show. It is not indicative of the promotion's views. I think, I for me, that is very, very clear. Yeah, but I, I would like to think, if I felt uncomfortable about someone, I would go up to them and be like, eh, I don't think that works. And if they explain to me, oh, it's just a character in the same mm. the other, then we could have a conversation about it. But outside of all of that, I think Dan Lambert's an incredible promo, and I think he gets great heat. I did get slightly concerned when he came out, though, because I was like, oh, man, Scorpio Sky, and, e Scorpio Sky <laughs> and Ethan Page do not feel like they are the next right challenges for Hangman Page to come off of the Danielson match. Like, yeah. he needs a big-time feud. Mm -hmm. And Lance Archer, spoilers, it was Lance Archer that came out uh, after all of this, and he hit the blackout onto a chair, which was a Ooh. brutal bump for Page to take. Yeah. I do think that, like, he needs some wins, because the last time we saw him was losing in the title tournament. So I would like to see him get a couple of wins so he can move up the rankings or at least feel like he is a, a, a credible threat to him. Yeah, definitely with Lance. He yeah. is. Love Lance. You know, if this was a year and a half ago, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, give me all the Lance in the top title picture. 
but you know, he's just, he's missed bits, you know, because of injury and illness, it's unfortunate. And even when he did come back briefly, it was inconsistent. Not not that like his performances was inconsistent. He just appeared inconsistently. And he always felt like an add-on to somebody else's story. Yeah. So sometimes when you come back, it's everything's erased. And you're like, oh yay, this person's back. Cool. I don't mind if he if he didn't leave particularly well. He's here. Let's get on with stuff. But this one, when Lance Archer came out, I was just like, oh. Okay, I like Lance. Mm. Um, oh, but you know, is this the best thing for Paige right now? And mm. I would have, and I had that same thing. But you've actually said something earlier that sort of put my mind at ease a little bit. Really, it's a filler feud. Yeah, like this is this isn't going to be the Revolution main event. I do feel that that is going to be Paige and Cole. But like this as an interim thing, because you don't want to have a feud that just is going to go on for the next, you know, month or so. Yeah, you can do this match now. He can get another win, and then he can go into the Cole feuds. Um, I think this will be a, a very good TV main event. Uh, one more bit on Lambert before we move on is why I like him so much, I wanted to say, is because it's not just how good of a promo he is and everything. I think he has a great mind for working out what will annoy people, but still being smart enough to get over the person in the ring when it matters. Because he came out here, he could have destroyed Hangman Page because he's that good. But he didn't. He put him over so strongly. The the matches you've had in the last two, like the last month with Danielson, some of the best matches I've ever seen. And I've been watching some blah, 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 blah. But he said, like, the thing he took issue with was Hangman's cowboy gimmick. You're not really a cowboy. You're a fake. And that, that like, just lit Paige up as well. I thought, like, when Paige fired back, that was some of the best promo work he's capable of. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. The other thing, actually, the other two things I wanted to know about this segment was Hangman Page saying... Do you know what's cowboy S word? Turning down a six figure mm. deal to come and start this promotion, which is, you know, that's what he was offered because I think a lot of people do forget that WWE was so scared of AEW launching that they offered Hangman Page, Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega like unturned downable offers to not do AEW and come and sign with them instead. They had a six month opt out clause. Like there was, they offered them if if you are unhappy in six months' time, you can go. Mm. But I think they all thought we're just gonna, we're not even gonna take it. We're gonna go start AEW and bet on ourselves. I, it, it took a lot of balls for them to to do that, really. And I love the fact that Hangman referenced that here. Mm. And I also love when uh, Archer got into the ring. Dan Lambert absolutely terrified, like running because he wasn't gonna get in the ring with Hangman Page either. Because Hangman Page was like, "I'll come and you know kick your ass and stuff." And, Page, and Lambert's like, "I'm not getting in the ring." Lance Archer comes down, boom, straight into the <laughs> ring. He's like trying to get behind Page and stuff to hide behind him. And when Lance Archer's going after him, he's screaming at him, "What would Jake do? What would Jake yeah, do? Yeah, what would yeah. Jake think?" So there is still something there with Jake Roberts. Mm, uh, I'd, I'd like to see Jake Roberts uh, do some promos again for for Lance because I miss those Jake Robert promos oh, for Lance. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Arn being proud of his sons, uh, Brock and was it Lee Johnson? Yeah, him? Lee Johnson. Uh, and FTR and Tully came up awesomely and were like, "We're the sons you wish you had." Yeah, that was great. Stuff. It smells They'll like have horse, a match. It smells like horseman country. Mm. Uh, video package on Jade winning the belt. Sheeta versus Dave. Uh, right. Okay, this yeah. started off so well five months ago wasn't this a great this feud has really fizzled out and mm. there's no one to blame but aew in all mm. of this and it is delaying it and then doing stuff like this it's bad it's bad booking it is bad booking isn't yeah. it and you know what also sucks as well because they have decided 
for whatever reason, Tony Khan has just decided I'm only going to have one women's match per show. When you don't actually have a women's match on the show, which is what we got here, this was an angle and not a match, it means that you didn't get a women's match that week. And I think that's bad. Mm. And I think that if you knew that you were going to do that, you probably could have booked another one on the card. Like, did we need the acclaimed versus the bear lads? on this show Sting had to come out you did that last week <laughs> like, you could have started, like, but it's North Carolina you, know, like, you can't just keep no, doing it we need to go out doing stuff to like felicit- you know, for, to facilitate a Sting run in mm. so I think this, I think this, yeah, I think this was an error I don't think this got over and I feel bad for Deeb and Sheeda in all of this yeah so what happened was Sheeda came out and Deeb took her knee out during the entrance with a kendo stick got her in the ring match starts and she applies some submission holds. I think it was a half Boston crab. Yes, the and, Serenity Lock. And Paul Turner, the referee, called off the match, which kind of jars with CM Punk being allowed to continue after being put through a earlier on. Yeah. Uh, so different, di- different referees, different discretions. I get it, but it just, yeah, and I, I agree with that to an extent. But I also think it just makes the women look. It looks like AEW is trip legit treating well kayfabe treating the women differently within the the rules of the match yeah like handling them with kid gloves like oh pu- a punk could go through the table and get powerbombed eight times despite being you know by his own admission past it sometimes but these two in the prime of their career boom 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 oh no let's call it off yeah so yeah no, a, a, a swing and a miss Jurassic Express are backstage. They talk about being the the tag champs. And John Silver and Alex Reynolds come in. As soon as they do. Have you seen Jungle Boy's face? It's <laughs> yeah. like he is doing everything in his power not to laugh. It's because like, <laughs> Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, new tag team champions, said, we're looking to challenge anyone who are in the top five rankings. And Silver and Reynolds come up. And he's like, hey, you're looking for people in the top five rankings? And Christian says... Yeah, if you see anyone, can you let us know? <laughs> and someone's like, yeah, okay. No, wait, we're in the top five. Okay. And that was the moment <laughs> where Jungle Boy was like... <laughs> very, very endearing. John Silver's a treasure. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Penta was up next. Of course, Matt Hardy in his home state, really. This is Matt Hardy country. And Rebel... Rebel? Rebel? Yeah, Rebel, 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 Rebel Hardy. Rebel Hardy. Rebel Hardy. Rebel Hardy, yes. Oh my God, I've said Rebel and Rebel in relation to Baker's second yeah, yeah. so I much. It's Rebel, right? <laughs> Rebel Hardy. Is it Rebel Hardy? It's Rebby. Rebby. Rebby Hardy. Hardy. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to write this name like 20 times a week from 2015 to 2017. Like, All oh, the I'm, online beef should have. I was going to say, well, we're a slow news day. What's Rebby up yeah. to? <laughs> <laughs> then she's there with uh, well, Maxwell and Wolfgang. Yeah. I know that off the top of my head. <laughs> the babies. Uh, they had some fun interaction with the, the sort of delete chant from Matt and Pence doing zero. I think it was Excalibur. He goes, I've got a 20 minute time limit on this. And. <laughs> um, Excalibur's getting like wonderfully sarcastic yeah. recently. The crowd weren't as into this as I thought they would be. Uh, Penta eventually wins. Not much to write home about. Decent match. Yeah. But then Penta and Alex Abrahantes call out Malachi Black. When you call out Malachi Black, the lights are going to go off. They come up. Black's there. They have a brawl. Varsity Blondes run down. They start beating up Black, but Black's laughing. Why? 
What does he know? The lights turn off again. The lights turn up. It's Sting. Not really. It's Brody King. And he lays waste to everybody. Interestingly as well, Malachi Black, when he was being beaten down, very weird optics as well of the three baby faces beating down the lone heel. I'm like, hmm. And then they are being twisted by hate for this man. I think that I think that fits. Fair enough. But it was when he was being beaten down and he was laughing, he said one, two, three. So oh, I didn't catch that. Who's the third man? <gasps> oh. We got the pack promo later on. And he was talking about how, like, you know, I was blind, but now I can see. Do it in the accent. <laughs> Hold on. Um, he was he was trying oh, to... Oh, my eye, man. I was blind, but now I can see. He was doing a really serious, sincere voice. Yeah. But the Geordie... <laughs> Kept occasionally yeah, missed, made it jolly. Yeah, misted me in the face, and now I can see, pet. However, <laughs> I was once blind, but now I can see. So that was a promo that played a few segments later. Yeah. It's Pac, he's got a blindfold over his eye. There's candles, there's tarot cards or tarot cards, as my mum's friend calls them. <laughs> <laughs> were, were flying over the camera. It was wicked. Yeah. It was so good. Not outwardly said, but yeah, Pack is presumably joining the House of Black, which just got Brody King as a debuting member. So I didn't know this, but apparently the tarot card that he was holding was Justice. Mm. So, you know, there is some, is he going to be coming after, going, going after Malachi Black for missing him in the eye, man? Or is he going to join the House <laughs> of Black because now I can see and go after Cody. Because you've got to remember, yeah, it was yeah. Cody and Pac who were tagging against Andrade. That's and true, Black. yeah. I would like, I, that. I would like yeah. To, to, that, that is a TNT title feud. Uh, on the Brody King debut, mm. I thought it was really good. People thought we were going to get this last week, and we didn't. And some people thought that their segment last week was a failure because we didn't get the Brody King debut. And I said, it's just foreshadowing. Mm. We got it here. I think it's pretty cool. I think Brody King looks awesome. I'm excited yeah. to see him and Black together. Um, I also wanted to note as well, just sort of like while we, I was writing my notes here, I watch Dynamite downstairs. I go, I go downstairs and I watch it on my big telly because I really enjoy watching Dynamite. So I watch it on the big old telly. My kid and my wife got up. So they joined me for the last portion of this show. From the Matt hardy Penta match onwards, hmm. my wife was in the room. So she had some comments that she would like to add to this. And she said, uh, who are these guys then? And I said, well, that's Matt Hardy and that's Penta. She was like, okay. Is Matt, uh, was he a WWE guy? I was like, yeah, no, he was in WWE. He was like in, in the mid-90s when mm. he was like a, a kid. He was my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a teenager. And she's like, yeah, he, I mean, he does look like he would have been your favorite wrestler as a teenager <laughs> because he looks really old. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you were going to say the way he dresses. <laughs> no, it's just because, yeah, he looks like he would have been, you know, a wrestler when you were a teenager. Because... I don't think he looks that old. <laughs> I thought it should have been a bit mean yeah. to him there. Uh, but she had more thoughts on the, the promo that came afterwards which was between Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, uh. and legit Layla Hirsch. And there was tension between Statlander and Hirsch. My wife laughed at this and then said, and this is a direct, direct quote, it's nice to see the acting is as bad in AEW as it is in WWE. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair too. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you're right. Yeah. She thought that um, Brody King looked cool though. Undeniably cool. So they they were called the Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. Oh my God, what a name! What a name, right? So that's their is that their PWG? That's, that's their tag yeah. name. And Excalibur called them by that mm. as well on this. So I loved that. So you said 
you know, three, Pat could be the one. I thought Julia Hart is looking hella sus. She is one hundo P joining the House of Black. Her re- mm. And actually, man, you want to talk about some really good performances? I thought Julia Hart's <laughs> performance during the segment was wicked. Uh, the acclaimed beat Bear Country in a, you know, little match. Uh, this was just a way to keep their number one ranking momentum going. And Sting and Darby Allen came out afterwards to brawl with them to get a bit of a receipt from last week. Where Sting, I think it was Max Caster, was reaching for the stereo on the ground. And Sting like whacked it with the bat. And I, Tony Schiavone yelled, get your hands off that boombox. It just made me laugh when he said that. Uh, my wife thought that Max Caster was very handsome. Oh, yeah. She doesn't say that about a lot of wrestlers. It's basically him and Roman Reigns, I would say, are the, the wrestlers that she thinks are the most handsome. And by default, Wardlow. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. Um, not really much to say about this match. Like, it was, it felt long. It felt really long. And I was, like, oh. kind of ready for the main event to, mm. to, to start. Um, they were, like, put over. They're the top-ranked tag team at the moment, which I'd imagine that means, because Sting and Darby will probably beat them next week. They'll then be the number one-ranked tag team. So you've got Darby and Sting, number one-ranked tag team, undefeated possibly for a, you know, maybe that's the revolution match against um, Jurassic Express. Mm. I hope the tag division can be properly focused on again. I feel like, you know, the Lucha Bros reign was a dud. That's because they just feuded with FTR and that was it. Yeah, and the Young Bucks reign before them was patchy. So, yeah. Um, My wife thought that Sting was John Cena in makeup. What? I know. And I said, is it the hair? She's like, no, he just looks like John Cena. Uh, So, I think she is Okay, all right. We're not listening to your wife anymore. That is a terrible take. I thought it was a terrible take. I did like this, though, where she said, Luchasaurus, is he a bit dinosaur And I said, oh, no, he's a legit dinosaur. 100% dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, then we got the pack video package. I guess a video pack They run down the card for Rampage and the following week, and it's announced Cody will be coming back next week, and the crowd booed. <laughs> of course they did. He is coming back from COVID, <laughs> and the audience booed him. <laughs> uh, we also had a backstage segment with Matt Hardy and Andrade. Uh, this was nowhere near as good as Andrade's backstage promo that he <laughs> had on Rampage. Um, which where he was... tries to buy a boy. It's where he, to Darby he, he tried to buy Darby. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Mr. Sting, how much for the little kid? Weird. <laughs> so My other favorite part of that was when, in his world, there are no friends, there are only business associates. So he was like, how much is Sting paying the little kids? Yeah. And, he, and Tony Schiavone goes, <laughs> no, no, they're friends. And he pauses and goes, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then says, as a direct quote, Mr. Sting, how much for the little kid? <laughs> well, uh, we'll see where the Hardy-Andrade relationship goes. It seems like Hardy was saying he needs to focus on himself and he left private party. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they're positioning Hardy for another Hardy who comes around mm-hmm. soon. Uh, Jeff, just in case I was being subtle. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Rebby Hardy. Uh, just did you see the thing from Quizzlemania last night? It's it's articu- Articulate yes. and Space Boy and Pooh Bear, who were fantastic together. Space Boy's got a wonderful voice. And the, the thing was Lacey Evans. And Space Boy's clue was posh, American, and blonde. <laughs> and Grand Pooh Bear went, Cody! <laughs> Might have been the other way around, but... I, I'm always going to think of that when I see Cody now. Posh American blonde. Add another one. Baby face. <laughs> yeah. 
The main event was Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia for the interim TBS TNT title. Sorry, uh, Jericho and Kingston were both at ringside. In a story that didn't 100% work, I don't think. Jericho's there to be in Sammy's corner. Kingston is there so he can beat up 2.0 if they come down. Well, he was more interested in Garcia. Like, he has got no time for 2.0. Mm -hmm. He really doesn't like Danny Garcia. So basically what like, Kingston was there to wait until this match was over so he could get in the ring and beat up Daniel Garcia. Like that is what he was there to do. But 2.0 came out and attacked him beforehand. I I mean, I really like this match. Oh, I love the style. This match game. ruled. Yeah. And what I particularly wanted to put over from this is that at multiple points, I thought Garcia was going to win. Mm. Going into this match, I was like, oh, 100% Sammy is winning because he's just won the interim thing and he won it last Friday and probably leading to him versus Cody, maybe even at Revolution to unify the tag, uh, to unify the TNT titles. But there were multiple points in this where I totally bought Garcia winning. That sharpshooter that he did. Holy hell. What a near fall that was. It was awesome. The pile driver near fall. Uh. I loved this match. Yeah, that sharpshooter, he leant all the way back like oh. he was doing a bridge. Not fully, but he was still on Sammy's back. Mm. Um, yeah, I just love... What Garcia does is he has that grappling technical style that I love, but he adds this, like, quite... It's not sloppy. It's almost a controlled chaos. And he's, it just feels so violent. So they were grappling so quickly at the start, but not like Zack Sabre Jr. grappling, like... I am legit tr trying to like hurt you grappling, not just get the better of you technically. And every now and then, Garcia would just go <laughs> and and almost knock him out with a stiff strike. Yeah. Oh, I I love Garcia. God damn, I love. He's him. great. Love him. Um, Sammy hit a crossroads. Look right down the camera. Obviously, a message to Cody. That's when I thought oh, he's retaining, isn't he? <laughs> and yep, he retained when 2.0 took out Jericho outside, and then a little bit of miscommunication. Garcia bumped heads with one of them, ran into the GTH. Sammy retained. Yeah, and then afterwards there was a bit of a scuffle. So like, Jericho starts beating up one of 2.0 with the bat, and then Kingston pulled the <laughs> other one, and he was about to do his move to the crowd, and Jericho grabbed him off Kingston and dumped him out of the ring. So Kingston was like, what the hell are you doing, man? Stop getting into my business. My last point that my wife made was Jericho looks like a midlife crisis dad. Well, yeah, that, that one's fair. Yeah. Have you, she, uh, brought, she brought it back. Have, did you, have you enjoying his hair dye job that Jericho's had? Didn't really know this yet. You, how could you not? Like, it is, he's so brunette now. I just thought he was sturdy. <laughs> sturdy. Sturdy. Uh... Yeah, what, so, what, did you, what did you think of the show overall? I thought it was a really good show. I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it a four out of five in my review. You know, I loved the in-ring action of the main event. The Baker, Cole thing, all of the Wardlow punk stuff. Uh, has a tendency, AEW right now, I have a tendency to have a bit of a, a soggy middle. Yeah. Where they lose me a bit in the middle. So four out of five, but very enjoyable for me. This for me, because like, I gave last week's episode a 5 out of 5. I thought last week was a banging episode. I thought it was absolutely terrific. Mm -hmm. Also, you've got to give the people what they want, that 5 out of 5 rating. This was not that show. I think 4 out of 5 is probably fair because the opening segment was so good. The Punk Wardlow stuff was so good, and I loved that main event. But you're right, there was like a saggy... Mm. like, And it's not really middle. I think it's a saggy 2 
thirds sort of overall. Like I think if you put everything together, maybe two thirds is too harsh. Yeah, I think that the the first all the stuff, the opening segment and Punk Wardlow was half an hour. Yeah, the end stuff was about half hour all in all. Mm. So it's just. Yeah. yeah, there was it's half it's of this show that I thought was a bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's fair. So I think four out of five, but I'm on sort of the lower side of four mm. out of five. And actually, the for once, the AEW poll in the community tab in agreement. Four, like that. Four out of five is that in yeah. front. Usually it is like five out of five leads for away, but we've had a consistent run of five out of five episodes recently. But that is very much weighted. Fifty three percent four out of five. Thirty percent five out of five. And going through the comments. A lot of everyone was basically saying was like, yeah, this wasn't one of my favorite episodes of Dynamite. It felt like it was a filler, not a filler episode, but an episode that was just designed to advance stories. And that was pretty much it. Well, when they do a filler episode and it has Cole and Baker getting together, punk wrestling, Brody King's debut and Lance Archer's return. A pretty good filler standard. Yeah. Before we get on with the rest of your Ultra Chats, I'd say thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more backers on Patreon. He's a family guy, Jeff Griffin. I haven't got them up just the yet. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. The stunning Wesley Potter. Yanni Zane Hamid. Do you want to do this one? Vienes el décimo telecelo. Jason Rodriguez. Jonathan, the headmaster headman. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. Jackson T-Roller. Living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Peter Fiber Brontos. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Cachetta. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 13th of January, 2022, the Emperor's new groove, Nick Llama. This coming Monday, Ollie and I will be recording our review of the Royal Rumble 2004. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very, very excited to be talking about. The magazine, uh, sorry, no, the Team Danuke mailbag show went live yesterday for Patreon backers. Me and Denise, if you love shows with me and Denise, you'll love this one for about 25 minutes because I was 20 minutes late to the recording and Denise had a hard out. So Tempest filled in for the remaining half hour. But yeah, good show, fun stuff. Well, we have loads of Ultra Chats here. Five pages worth. Thank you all so much. But I've got to go and see The Matrix <laughs> at five o'clock in Leicester Square. So let's rattle through these. Kevin Allen, conflicted about Wardlow Punk. It made Wardo look strong and furthered the build towards his face turn. But you mean to tell me that after all those power bombs, CM Punk conveniently has enough steep strength to beat Wardlow with a WWE special roll-up of doom? It's not a roll-up. Mm. It was an inside cradle. And it was the... And you say had enough strength? just mm. enough strength. Yeah, I think they, they did enough to, to make sure that Wardlow was protected. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. MJF is such a brilliant heel. Will Wardlow cost him versus Punk and that's the turn? On MJF, I reckon he's the kind of guy to host a garden party <laughs> in his garden during COVID, <laughs> but only stay for 25 minutes before Punk crashes it and chases him off. Jam that jam. 
didn't know it was a party. He's had a long day. I mean, the email invite was very clear that it was just a work event. He's going to skim that thing. Yeah. All those exclamation marks. I, you know, we often have uh, work events here mm. where we say, bring your own booze. Let's take advantage of the nice weather outside. Sometimes do when we're when we're in the office. We do. We go to the pub. But we did stay at home when the government told us to. So yeah, probably. Uh, I don't think Wardlow will cost punk. No. OGP. Uh, sorry, MJF. OGP. Yeah, you know me. Ollie made me rewatch the Wardlow coming soon package again to see who else was in it besides Anna J. Seen Alan Angels Lee Johnson as the last two guys standing. Yeah. Huh. I'm also Costa Rican maternally, so I'm sure posh Ollie has been. Have you been to Costa Rica? I haven't, no. Hmm. Did I say I was? No, I think it's because you're posh. Um, someone's actually just called you in the comments a Tory apologist. <laughs> hey, there's a stressful job being the Prime Minister. We we all but, like wine and cheese. This is these times. So Pete had a message about this recently where some people don't understand our sarcasm mm. and like our, sometimes our like level of humour. And sometimes they we say things like that quite clearly in a joking manner, but people take it at face value and like, oh my God, I can't believe that Tory that Ollie really does think that uh, Boris was right to do what he does. <laughs> but I am serious. You're not. <laughs> William Rosmer said, what was the point of the temporary TNT title if Cody Lander is coming mm. back so soon? Does he plan to take it off Sammy again? Maybe call himself a four-time champion. It's because, William Rosmer, they did Battle of the Belts and needed a title match on the card. Yeah, I think it was a mistake doing an interim thing. Danny Torkel. Hey, guys, Quizzle Mania was so much fun last night. My wife and daughter couldn't understand why I laughed so hard about Cody being <laughs> blonde and posh. Like tonight's show, acclaimed a great, but this could have been an angle and another women's match needed that slot. Completely agree. Zoe Sung. Hungry caveman Johnny Hungy versus the college-educated dinosaur? Hell yes. I like what they're doing in the women's division. I don't think they absolutely need to match the show as long as they're getting more than one segment. Mm. I'm happy. I'm also shocked you guys were such big Enzo and Cass fans. See the acclaimed as my generation's them. I also watch the YouTube shows. Might explain why I like them. Acclaimed 2022. Let's go. Yeah, I suppose right now they are the closest thing to a an Enzo and Cass or a New Age Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, from Russell Talk Extra, where we reviewed Res uh, Takeover London 2005. Um, Takeover London from 2015. We're talking about how over Enzo and Cass were. The bad one, Jam Beard, said Dynamite was a great show, definitely a four out of five. But there is one thing I got to say, and that is, John, I can't have this baby. I'm the Boom Dandy. That's from No Rolls Bars. It plays Blood in the Clock Tower. <laughs> Stressful game. TV Guy AU. Has Ollie purchased AEW Revolution Baby yet? <laughs> Just want to make sure he has it before the next reaction stream. Well, <laughs> TV Guy AU, the studio's going to get a revamp and we're going to have a nice computer to watch it off of, so I won't have to do that anymore. Nice, nice, sarcastic comment. I mean, you still need to order the pay per view, though. Man, delegation. <laughs> you have the card. Delegation. Scent of a Wookiee. It's my power this year. <laughs> Delegating it. It's now your responsibility. <laughs> okay. Alright, I will happily take on the company credit card. Scent of a Wookiee. Great show. Love the punk MJF Wardlow story. Sheeta versus Deeb needs to end. Also not a fan of baby faces helping others just because they're baby faces. Uh, Griff Garrison and the Vasty Blondes mm. have beef with Malachi yeah. Black. Also, Sky Blue is kind of shoehorned in there without uh, doing anything. Does she know Tay J? Sheeta? Anyone? 
oh, was she down there helping Sheeda as well? Yeah, Tay J ran out, and then Sky Blue was also there. We didn't talk about this. I think that was a really. It was an attempt to make the angle feel serious, which makes sense on paper, and it's a good idea to get it over, but I think everyone's past this feud. And unfortunately, when you send out people from the back who aren't affiliated with the feud in a way to, like, say, oh, this heel's gone too far now, that's going to undermine stuff later on when you do it properly. I mean, this was there because they're having a match on Rampage. Sky Blue's in it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that as well. Um, Connor Chalmers, as this was a missed chat from Monday, apologies, Connor. I hope you are watching this show as well. Said, Hey, Ollie and Luke, happy 2022 to the both of you. Really not happy about RK Brew losing the tag titles. Avra Academy don't need them. Also, I think Raquel Gonzalez should win the Women's Royal Rumble and face Charlotte at Mania. I think it would be great. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I like Raquel Gonzalez. I guess it would be a fresh face, but I think. The Bianca Belair story is better right now. I still think Belair is winning the Rumble. I think Asuka is eliminating Charlotte. And man, I forgot RK Bro lost the titles. It was two days ago we did that. Uh, Rick, my trainer. Wow, the huge donation. Said, look oh. at those thighs. What do I see? It's CM, <laughs> CM Trunks Sing on. It. Look at those thighs. What do I see? It's CM Trunks on live TV. Great episode of Dynamite again, but I often feel the main events of these shows are a little lackluster. Appreciate the hell out of you guys. Keep it up. Ciao, baby. I don't think they're lackluster, but I do think the show has been front-loaded recently, which does make the main event feel not like the actual main event. I thought this main event was awesome. Mm. Marcel Art, and I know it's your birthday today, said, hey, today's my birthday. I really enjoyed Dynamites, but I have a small complaint. Two matches in a row, the babyface gets dominated by the heel just for the beaten down babyface to have a fluke upper hand. I see double minus five heel beat downs. Much love. Um, yeah. William Campbell. I, yeah, I totally agree. William Campbell. I love AEW as much as the next guy. Last night's episode was great. But for the only women's match to go less than 10 minutes, I think actually went less than five, mm. and the end the way they did, the angle is set up, the booking is getting in the way of the wrestling on a near WWE level. I disagree with that because I think if you, that would be across all matches. I think in one thing, it's not that. It's not a big deal. Uh, Patrick Cooper was there with my four-year-old last night. He loves Adam Cole, but cried <laughs> when Wardlow killed CM Punk. We love, C- uh, we love Wrestle Talk. Micah Pellegrini, if Cole beats Hangman for the title, there's a three-way dynamic between the Adams and Kenny. Cole holds the belt that made Omega power-hungry and de facto leader of the elite. Then it's Super Click versus Hangman, Omega, and a debuting Ibushi. But I'm no booker. Sounds like you. <laughs> You're making a story. OGP, yeah, you know me. Brandon Butler. So have you seen this? Oh, when when they called him the wrong thing and he's like, shut up, Brandon. So that is also from last week as well. Mm. So um, Cole was saying to Brandon, like, shut the camera off, Brandon. And Kyle goes, yeah, shut the camera off, Landon. (laughs) (laughs) So this week. Kyle said that. Yeah, Kyle said that. So this week, Britt Baker (laughs) called him Brandon Butler because she also doesn't know what his name is. Uh, Britt is hilarious. Love the show, except for the fact Leo Rush isn't with Dante. If Leo isn't there, why have uh, why not have Darius come out instead? He's been shown like four times on Dark already. Also, Lucas, my dad is from Antigua, so I've also been. LOL. Huh. Uh, yeah, when people are missing right now, you, you know, I give them a free pass, really. Yes, but I agree on the Darius point, though. Mm. I might, I was going to say, probably because he's still not ready yet, but if he's been wrestling on Dark, I'm surprised they haven't done the Darius Dante well, reunion. I don't think he has been wrestling. Maybe he's just been shown. I thought he's been walking around with a, a mask on. 
Let's have a look. Darius. You can take me away. Haven. I... Two of the guys in the Wardlow video were Alan Angels and Lee Johnson. I still want a one-hour podcast where y'all go deep into movies. I love your work on Cinewell, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Is AEW da- uh, doing treating their big men wrong? Both Wardlow and Big Hobbs lost. Um. Well, I've always said that AEW has a big man problem where, like, look at Brian Cage. And I think look at Lance Archer, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, according to a cage match, Darius hasn't had a match since February 2021. Abortion reborn one, so I agree with Ollie now. Take the belt off Hangman and build to the biggest you people promo for hangers. No! No, no, don't turn him heel. I didn't say that. Uh, and number two, can we appreciate the last few years of Omega, besides 2019, consistently being on your top 10 lists, again, except in 2019? So this actually spuns off from last <coughs> week as well when I said, I was like, why does Ollie hate Hangman so mm. much? I want to see him lose the title. And everyone was like, it's about time Luke addressed Ollie's <laughs> anti-Hangman agenda that he has. We had the breakthrough. You said, oh, you're not into Hangman as champion. I was like, I don't think I am. <laughs> yeah. Timmy Cool J, has AEW outgrown Omega, Cody and the Bucks? No. I just don't see them as relevant. And it could be partly due to booking or guys being gone for a bit, but I just don't know if they are needed anymore. Absolutely. No, I, I could not disagree with that more. Mm. Uh, Tam Ruzza. My God, Wardlow going against 2006 Batista on SmackDown would have been incredible. A fun AEW episode and fun returns. Great to see Archer and Brody King. Please go check out Eddie Kingston against Gabriel Kidd on New Japan Strong. It was amazing. Yeah. I bet. That sounds great. Fran Chili. As a Latino man, I love to see two... Two two young Latino men main eventing a show for a title. AEW does not get the credit they deserve for what they've done for their Latino talent. Lucha Bros, Rosa are all treated like a big deal and not stereotypes. Oh, mm. very good opinion. Kevin, wait, did Justin Roberts do his North Carolina last night? That's a missed opportunity. Also, Adam Cole has to be the next longest world champion in AEW. Give him everything. Bucks, Red Dragon, Britt, Butler so he can feud with Omega. Well, the North Carolina thing was for Kenny, so I think Justin <coughs> Roberts would just do it apropos of nothing. Crocobilly. Eddie is great. He has been doing the AEW Games Twitch streams with Uno lately, and he is always Eddie Kingston. Yesterday before Dynamite, the AEW Games stream was Eddie, Uno, Cole, and Santana. Eddie brought up the no belt thing on there. I saw clips of Eddie Kingston playing Streets of Rage 4 with <laughs> Evil Uno, and it was it's exactly what you would expect it to be. It's so funny. Him shouting a lot? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, you want to come over here and punch me? I'm going to punch you right back. It's so great. <laughs> Trash talking. Uh, James Handley. The Bear Country acclaimed match was fine, but it would have been a great place for another women's match. It's been three years, and we still get every women's segment jammed into a single 15-minute block, not to mention another six-woman tag on Rampage. I don't mind the multi-person tag matches. I actually really like them. Mm. Harry Nelson. Hey, guys. Hope you're well with the Rumble coming up. I'm thinking Big Swole will be a surprise entrance and be the first AEW star to go to WWE. What a good suggestion. That's a great suggestion. Huh. Uh, Marisov, hi boys. I thought about the Forbidden Doors thing on the Rumble. I would love to see a spot where Edge has thrown out everyone and is alone in the ring. Then Christian Cage's music hits. Could be nice. Cheers from Croatia, where I'm doing my Erasmus. Oh well, have fun over there. Uh, yeah, that's a fun spot. It is, but we got it last year. Mm. Like if it hadn't have been done in the 2021 Rumble, yeah, but we got it in the 2021 Rumble. So I don't think we just need to repeat that spot again. Uh, James Hanley. 
I actually like Lambert's promos, but where are we going with it? Top Team lost their match, Page lost his match, Sky is on an undefeated streak because Dark Elevation exists. The, the kind of heat doesn't matter when you can't back anything up. Jam thine jam. Jam. Yeah, they, I think they do need to win something. Chuck Cassis. I think Jericho is doing a bit where he's out of touch, so people are looking at Kingston and trying to get him more over. I could just be wrong, and Jericho is just a 50-year-old dude talking to a younger crowd, his kid's age. I don't know. Love y'all. God bless. It's always for the heel heat. You say that, like, the whole pain maker thing was just for heel heat when... The crappy, crappy makeup <laughs> the crappy was for make- heel heat. Exactly. You said, like, oh, the, the reason it looks so crap is to get heat, when, no, it's because he thinks it looks cool. Nuh-uh-uh. I think He's a this master is, worker. I think this is Jericho just attaching himself to Kingston because Kingston is <laughs> over and it tries to like in the same way that he attached himself to Orange Cassidy, in the same way that when he did this most recent cruise, he attached himself to Danhausen because Danhausen is over and it makes it's why Jericho attached himself to the Young Bucks when he left a uh, WWE because it makes him look cool. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Uh Zoe sung again. Because the acclaimed the studs look, <laughs> they are good looking. <laughs> Sorry, is this in response to me saying, why, why did you have the acclaimed match? Mm. Benicio Del Palm. Uh, I think it is a bad look for Tony to replace a black wrestler who called him out for a lack of representation with another black wrestler who had nothing to do with the feud. I love Jay Lethal, though. I wish we could see him more on Dynamite. Well, we don't know why Leo Rush wasn't on the episode. Mm-hmm. It could have been a number of things. Yeah, I also think... As, I also, I, in fact, yeah. I, I, you know, we don't know the situation, but going by how AEW have acted in the past, I do not think that is something they would have done. No. I also think as well that Jay Lethal, because like, he hasn't been on TV pretty much at all since he signed. I wonder if there was because there was the backlash after he got signed. Mm. Um, and I wonder if they would just keep him off TV for a little bit, see if that dies down. Michaela Traub. Picture it, lads. Adam Cole, Baker, the Bucks, and Red Dragon are walking to the ring. Suddenly the music cuts, the lights go off. They come back to reveal... A white minivan. Sue at the helm. The back door slides open. It's Johnny Wrestling. Yes, please. I still want it to be Sting. (laughs) Sweet Monkey Tuesday. I love the Andrade bit about Darby. It reminds me of the Blues Brothers. How much for the women and children? How much for the women and children? J.S. Wooten. Tay J and Sky Blue ran out to help Sheeda. That means faction. And that means Deeb is going to have her own crew of evil heels. It's not much, but it's moving somewhere. TK seems to slowly get it. Also, Jericho is washed. LIW for life. Dad Ollie has the top hair. Uh, I don't think that that's a faction. I think that is just baby faces helping baby faces to set up Deeb. Because I think it is Deeb versus Blue on Rampage. Mm. Oh, hot tag to you. Kevin May, hey guys, my least favorite dynamite this week. <laughs> Lambert makes me want to change the channel. His voice is like nails in my ears. My major issue is the six matches with one women's non-match. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. and, for me, borderline offensive. Grr, ah, etc. I agree. He continues on the plus side, though. The uh, Buckstuff, Punk, House of Black main event were all excellent. It just seemed a bit, uh, a very bitty show this week. Also, if you two like Lambert, then that's fab. I find it odd, but you two are still great. <laughs> Thank you for accepting our difference of opinion. Uh, Ten Rosa said, Luke going full Jamaican while going Geordie. <laughs> that was a flawless Geordie accent. I watched a lot of Biker Grove as a child. Uh, Luke, your accents are exceptional. Quizzlemania was fantastic. I hope you guys can get Wale, Demo, Sully, RJ City on it. Also, when AEW goes to the UK, which venue do you want it to be in? Sadly, not here in Australia. Do you know what venue I'd like? The Copper Box. 
Yeah, it's, it's your literally, call. It, well, your call is also good. Oh, one. what? The cup? The coffin box, because it's literally uh, across the road from the office. I thought that was a bit of a weird venue when New Japan ran it. I quite like it. It would be convenient. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you go. Austin Falco, uh, every week lately, I come out of Dynamite thinking, that was good, but there's something missing, and it's continued lack of women's ratches. There's enough talent in the division to do more, but instead we get two minutes on a two-hour show. Unacceptable, in my opinion. And lastly, from Breaking Sydney, hi guys, Punk versus Wardlow was great uh, uh, to see. It's an homage to Brett versus Diesel, WWE Championship match, Survivor Series 1995. Make sure to check it out. Uh, well, that makes sense, because Punk has been playing Bret Hart's greatest hit. Pretty much, yeah. With the one, two, three kid match was mm-hmm. his return match. Yeah. Uh, really similarly laid out. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Please go check out our wonderful sponsor, Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals forward slash WT podcast. Indeed, you can get 80... Sorry, I didn't realize you were going to throw across to me there. I ran out of voice power. <laughs> it's okay. You can get 83% off your order by clicking our link in the video description down below and using the promo code WT podcast and you get three months extra free it's an excellent service they've been very very good to us and it would really support us it supports surfshark if you would just click that link down below we would truly truly appreciate it and to all those people in the chat that say that i hate newcastle you're right sunderland is better Son of a bee. Uh, uh, so so to, to carry on with this, we were like, okay, to get away from the weekend chat, we'll bring back the segments. Well, yes. Because crap gimmick wrestling. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to bring back crap gimmicks. No, no. These are examples of okay. what segments are. Yeah. Because I'm bored of all those things. So if anyone's getting excited, like, oh, the old podcast days, <laughs> kind of. It's kind of the old sort, podcast. Sort bit. of. All the stuff you enjoyed, I have grown tired of. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to do that. No. But I do want to do something like that. Yes. Well, you, you want to have another civil wardrobe. Perfect. Love that. But that's only a frequent thing because you did have your um, who is, oh, what was his name? The actor. Uh, he was in 30 Rock and... Oh Alec my god, he's Baldwin. one of the yeah yeah. Who is Alec Baldwin to you? Yeah. That was like a short run thing that you had, and you got very tired about it because you're like people are now just going through IMDb and just picking out random movies. They did, yeah, and also can't can't, can't say that anymore, can you? Can't say that. Not with Baldwin. No, no. Can't say that these days. But you know what? <laughs> do you know what segment I would like to bring back? Tell me. Wrestle talk get better. Oh yeah, that's you know what that is a standardly nice thing to hear about people. Particularly as well because it's January, right? And January is the time when people are trying to get better, whether that is physically and or mm-hmm. mentally. So maybe let's do a wrestle talk, get better. Let's let's bring that back. Tell us how you yourselves are getting better. Use us as your accountability buddies, and we will encourage you to to do better. And a not, bit... not not do better, get better. Yeah. Do you know what my New Year's resolution will be for Get Better. What's that? Get more emails than Pete and Tempest. And you can help me achieve this by emailing your Get Betters to support at WrestleTalk.com. You certainly can do that. Well, read them out. It's I, like a free it's a free ultra chat. I need to do more walking. That's actually something that I, I realized this yesterday. Because what my life is currently is I wake up in the morning, I go and sit in the office, or I actually, no, I sit in the office, and then I stay there for the rest of the day, and then I will go downstairs at the end of the day, and I will sit down, and then I will go to bed. 
So mm-hmm. all I'm doing is I'm just sitting and laying and I'm not really doing anything. Even when I'm traveling to work, I'm just sitting in a car. So I'm not like, there are times when I get home from work and I'm like, I'm, I'm stiff as a board. I'm stiff as a teenager oh. just discovering Babe Station. Like, Can't I'm... get over here, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a two hour drive through the Blackwall Tunnel. I'm as stiff as a board. Give me a rub. No, <laughs> no, my calves. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I am like, I feel I'm falling apart. I'm, mm. you know, I am very soon pushing forty. No, I need to need to put a stop to that. You are thirty. No, I turned thirty-seven this year. Oh yeah, you. Well, thirty-seven and a half is then when you start to round up to forty in my head. Yeah, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I am. I'm on my way. I'm closer to forty than I was two years ago. Wait, 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 wait. You turned thirty-seven this year. Yeah, but this in, that's in, in December. December. I know, but like my point is. You're 36. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Someone that, not, somebody else would have said I'm 36. You have milked this age. Now. <laughs> I'm 37 this year. So I tend to work things out. How old do I turn this year? I turn 37. Yeah, I'm nearly year. 50 this decade. <laughs> but you're not turning 50 this decade. No, I said I'm nearly 50 this decade. <laughs> Did you know Terry was born in 1997? I know. I know. Well, actually, I hadn't done the maths on that. I just knew how her actual age. Yeah. Oh, God. I believe. I was at secondary school. Hong Kong was still part of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Wasn't it? Was that 97 or was that 94 or 96? South Park had barely been on the air. Jesus. Definitely not in the on the British Isles. Certainly not. We didn't get it until 98. Um, but yeah, so that, that is what I would like to do because I am closer to 40 now than mm. I was a few years ago. So... And I, a friend of mine once told me that it is much harder once you're past the 40 bracket to then like retroactively do anything. Mm. So I need to sort of like do something now, I guess. So I'm going to try and walk more because I don't like running. I don't, oh, it's horrible. don't like going to the gym. I don't particularly like doing weights or anything like that, but I do like walking. And as we all know, walking is exercise. Mm. That has been categorically proven. So... I- is it, is it when you say walking, you mean just do something active? You mean no, no, go for a walk. But you want to, you want it to be walking. Walking isn't a stepping stone to playing squash. No, or... I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go for walks. Okay, like I think that is that is an achievable goal. Have you heard of rucking? No. Get a briefcase. A briefcase. <laughs> Get a. a, like a I'm reading a book with loads of briefcases. In it. It's just. <laughs> It's in my head. Briefcase wanker. Well, they're actually, they're full of uranium, so it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 rucksack. Yeah, That's um, the word. I said rucksack. Yes, sorry. Uh, and you fill it with weights. But why? Because it is more load on your body when you walk around. It is exhausting. But I just want to walk. Yeah. Like, I just want to go for... I'm just going to put a podcast on. Okay. Go for a walk. I've started re-listening to all of the Attitude Era podcast uh, episodes again. Just going right back to the start. So I feel like that is something I could do. I've, I've, do you know what I also got? I got an audio book of... Um, I actually forgot what the title of the book is now. But it was what Soylent Green was based upon. Like, the science fiction book. Hmm... I can't remember. But isn't Soylent Green, just if people don't know, that's when you've probably seen it parodied more than you've actually seen the actual yeah. movie. Soylent Green is people! Yes. Yes. There's a, it's the food of the future joke. It's your mum. Because it's too, it, the world is too populated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I already know the ending of the book, but I am, I'm now going to... Because I've never read it and or listened to it, so I'm going to listen to an audiobook version of it. But I read at the start of this year. 2022 is the year it takes place. Oh. Oh, that's tasty. Ooh. 
no mm. pun intended. <clears throat> so yeah, so you know, I'm going to do war walking this year because I'm not doing enough walking these days. I think you need the. Uh, you, you know how I am. You need goals. Yeah. 60 that, minutes a day? No, what are we that, talking? Well, that is my goal, is to do walking. You said more walking. That can mean anything. Well, 10 minutes? But I'm not doing any walking. So if I, any, like me walking back okay. and forth to the uh, office is more walking than what I'm currently doing. You once, I think it was you, you said that you weren't letting yourself run. You, you really wanted to listen to a podcast or something, yes. but you weren't allowed to listen to it. Unless I went for a run. That's a good way of doing it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think that's probably why I will end up doing it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got time for in this edition of the podcast. Uh, so you email in your WrestleTalk yes. Get Betters. How are you uh, improving yourself for Jan- for actually 2022? Whole how, year. How close are you to 40? Uh, let us know. Because if you're a bit old, you get turned into food. Yes. <laughs> Support at WrestleTalk.com. Send us an email. Thank you all so much for listening. If anyone is in the Croydon area tomorrow, I'm doing my uh, live podcast for Under Consultation. So uh, head on over to UnderConsultation.com to find out how you can get tickets, although they're very scarce. We've basically sold it out. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Pete and Denise will be doing the show tomorrow, and then Pete and Tempo will do the SmackDown review on Saturday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.